What's going on, Rodway Nation? Jake Seymour and Kyle Baxter, Reed Miller, and GRD back with another episode of the GRD podcast. And I don't know what we just watched. It was a crazy game six of the Celtics. We're going to break that all down. But before we get to game six, I got to shout out Burner Sports on Instagram. They're today's episode sponsor. Burner Sports is an awesome uh, company you guys can go to. It's a bunch of different contests that you can go on. And you answer all the different questions. You set a lineup. And if you get it all right, you can win awesome prizes, including cash. It's a great service. You guys can check them out on Instagram. Again, that's B-U-R-N-E-R Sports on Instagram. Make sure you guys check them out. Yo, um, guy pay us for that? Not yet. He's working on it, though. He paid All us right, the first time. We might have a fucking fight right there. <laughs> fucking no. Nah. Yo, advertisements on this podcast are about to fucking skyrocket. And we ain't fucking playing around. Anyways, we're here to talk about that big L that Boston just took. And double overtime to the Toronto Raptors. That shit was fucking crazy, man. I, I'm i all over the place. My moods are like... I was like... All excited today. A little pep in my step. I knew we could have ended somebody's season. I knew we could have went to the Eastern Conference Finals against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. But today wasn't our day. And today was like a little bitch slap in the face. But at the same time, like... It's a tough game to swallow. That shit is like... Come on, man. There were some shitty-ass calls that, like, down the stretch, like, literally lost the game for Boston. A a non-call on Kemble Walker. We'll get to that. Nick Nurse walking onto the court. We'll get to that. Jason Tatum throwing the ball out of bounds. You saw Nick Nurse right there. We'll get to that later. What do you guys think about this, like, right off the rip? I didn't know that basketball turned into a handicap match. Uh, with uh, the Celtics taking on the Raptors and the refs. Um, that's new to me. I didn't realize that was a new rule. Apparently, uh, refs like to play with the rule book today, especially. So, I don't know what the rules of the game are now. Um, it's I don't know where you want to start from top to bottom. I mean, you can start. You can blame ourselves with Tatum playing too cute out there or Kemba going one for whatever, not being. He was more cardio Kemba than cardiac Kemba today with okay. Five points in 51 minutes or something like that. Two for 11. Yeah, he only had five points, four rebounds, and uh, two assists, it looks like. Or excuse me, seven assists. He had. He did not have a good night. Yeah, we call um, that cardiac arrest Kemba, not cardiac Kemba. I called him cardio Kemba and all oh, the yeah. running he did out there. Nothing else. Why are you guys trying to bury my point I'm guard? Already, yeah, I know. I'll say this I'm about Kemba. Thinking, I'm, I'm trying to spin into a positive light. I am very angry right now. <laughs> I am acting irrational. Are you, are you like... Are you gonna point the finger at our team? No, I mean, because no. now you could you could go that way and you could say like you be better and we don't have to deal with the refs because we did blow them out in three games and we could have did that tonight. But at the end of the day, like today, a couple guys on our team didn't have their night, you know. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. We were talking about this before we went on. Like we didn't, we most it wasn't because we beat ourselves. Like we just. That's why I said it's a handicap match. Like, I hate blaming refs, but literally today, this has been some of the worst officiating I've ever seen. Not even today. Hey, but you know like, what? It's the least fun I've ever had watching basketball today. I can say that without a doubt. And that's what, <laughs> Not it, that's what it hurts, Reed. It really hurts us that, like, we literally enjoy watching the game. Not only watching it, but, like, picking apart the cool things about a game to talk about, whether they be positive, negative. The other day when... uh. This guy got HBK heartbreak kid in the in the head. He got kicked in the face. Like I love talking about every play in every game, but like a game like today, like 
it gets me mad to think about all the all the missed calls and stuff that didn't go our way today. It just pisses me off, man, and it sucks to to come on a podcast and cry like a baby about the refs. I know it's not going to change anything. I know we're still suiting up on Friday, and it's like win or go home. That's going to be for all the marbles, and we're going to also get to our predictions on Game 7, but like, I'm not even worried. I was very, very upset. Uh, not at, I mean, this Kemba Walker, he didn't play that good. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie that. He played, like, awful, but I was just upset with all the missed calls. Like, that was something, like, like I was, like, screaming at my TV. Like, it, like so many missed calls. Kemba Walker, you could say, yeah, he only had five points. But how many of those those layups that he missed at the very end, how many of those should have been called and weren't? Like, so should've, many of those should have been called. He should have ended with way more than five points. Those were all missed calls. And then, of course, you had Nick Nurse, who was standing on the court. I actually didn't realize. I saw it during the game, but I didn't realize how much far out of his coaching box he was. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's a technical foul. That should have been a tech. They had a six-point swing, I think, with Fred Van Vliet late in the fourth quarter, which gave the Raptors a huge thing. And I know, like, ESPN, they were like, oh, my God, Fred Van Vliet had nine points in, what is it, 12 seconds or something like that? 30 30 seconds, seconds, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, he had a six-point swing because he got – Followed on a three, and then I think he had another back-to-back threes and, and a flagrant or something like that. Um, I don't know. It was just – it was crazy. Uh, the Bro, whole thing the stretch, was just stupid. Down the stretch, it, it seemed like Toronto could not miss. Like, they uh, missed a couple, beat. but, like, they were just hitting shot after shot. I was like, what the fuck? This game is never going to end. In a game where, like, you like Pascal Siakam has been completely neutralized all season, I guess, to that last pod, too. But you go and you let Norman Powell beat you in double overtime. The guy just did not want a dude named Norman beat the best franchise in all of basketball in a playoff high stakes game. Oh, God, Norman. Yeah, I'm years. It was tough. I mean, you know, we can say talk about the fouls and stuff, but I mean, well, it's always only how I think I'm looking at now. I think it was only 18 free throws. Uh, yeah, 18 free throws to Toronto's 25. I mean, that's seven points right there. We lost by three. You know, like a lot of that kind of, you know, kind of screws you over a little bit. And then, um, I'm like, I hate to come on this. I know, Reed, me and you talked about it on that Milwaukee game. I hate to come on and just, you know, talk bad about the refs. But, I mean, it's the truth. That was the biggest thing that killed us all tonight was Tony Brothers calling. And then the icing on that cake was when uh, it was at the end of the game with half a second left. They had the stack play going. And Marcus Saul completely took Marcus Smart by the back of the neck and just threw him to the ground. Like, last time I checked, you can't do that, and that's an automatic flagrant. And honestly, that could have been a flagrant, too. So now you're at the line with the ball. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll go that, back. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll even go back. Like, you, you still got 0.5 seconds left on the clock after that. But, like, I'll even go back further. Like, you got the Tatum drive. I think it was Van Vliet that fouled him, but they reviewed it, and they called, like, a off-ball tech on Tatum for whatever he did. I don't know. what Was he complaining? Like, oh, on the, was it on the flail, that play? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that before in my life. I've never yeah. seen an NBA ref have someone be fouled but call a technical on the guy who was fouled. I've never seen that before. And then afterwards, there was the Daniel Tice under the basket play when he caught the rebound that went short. Like, it didn't violate the shot clock. What were they reviewing? Like, it was a, a, on, it was, the, on the so ground. They were reviewing the common foul. They called the foul on a uh, – I don't remember who, who who the foul was on, but they called the foul, and then Tice was at the line – was going to the line, and then Nick, Nick Nurse called for the review. So they're reviewing for the shooting foul. 
Well, are you talking when Ananobi, like, wrapped his arm around him? Yeah, yeah, under the basket. Yeah, so he wrapped his arm around him, and then Powell, I think, hit his arm and grabbed his jersey. Meanwhile, Tice still got the ball and went up with it. And somehow that's a jump ball. I, like, and that's the biggest thing with me. Like, it sucks that we lost, and, like, fuck the refs, honestly. Tony Brothers, you're a giant asshole. If I ever see you, I'm going to cry because you just have ruined so many memories for me where we should have won games like tonight. But, I don't think I care that you're crying. I think I thought you were going to say you are going to fight him or something. But no, 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 no. I'm not a violent I will definitely, I will definitely give that guy a stone cold stunner. And but, see, the other thing, like, I'll yeah, it really the walls of fucked us, but at the same time, like, this is, I'm, I'm going to have some, a little bit of Brad slander right here, but. This is where I think Nick Nurse got outcoached Brad Stevens. They were just little, little subtle things, where it's like that that what? foul at the end of the game on Kemba. Like, why, why did we not challenge that? All right, we're back on. All right, um, yep. we got cut if out you, there. If your that? internet is uh, not doing too well, I'll get Caden in here so we could get somebody that could really record this shit, bro. <laughs> My bad. I don't know how it. I just lagged out of the call completely, and then like I was talking, and then nobody said anything, and then all of a sudden you guys talk about like something completely different, and then are I just lagged out. Are you in this shit now? Yeah, it's recording right now. We're good. All right. So for me, you know, lagged out there for a second, but um. I just want to say this for me. I don't see you, Jake. That's why. What? I don't see you. Should I hang up and rejoin? Because I don't see you. Yeah, hang up and rejoin. Gotta love Skype. Skype for the win. That's how we record. Oh, right. Jesus. So you guys, it was like for that sponsorship. Yeah, we'll be all set. All right. Yo, I'm sorry for cutting you out. You're we're fine. Good. We're good. This has just been, this last minute has just been a bunch of technical issues. All right. So, just, so I want to start. Yeah. All right. What do we, I don't even remember what we ended off on. I was saying that this is where Brad. You got kind of outcoached by Nick Nurse right at the end for always being in the ref year. Yeah, and then I was about to say what I was about to say was I think Brad got outcoached by Nurse a lot earlier in the uh, game before overtime when the Raptors went small. They took out Ibaka and Gasol and they moved OG and Obi to the five and brought in Norman Powell to their um, to that court unit to carry out the rest of the way because what Boston was doing was they had like a street uh, streak of like four straight perimeter threes off drives and kicks. And the Raptors couldn't guard that because they had a big there to guard Tice. And not an extra guy to come out and guard the perimeter. So once they made that switch, it was just kind of Selig's got they, – they got lost. Like, it, it threw a wrench in all their plans, and it ultimately led to sloppy plays and what, a few bad possessions, which cost us ultimately, aside from the refs, just a few bad plays and stretches uh, by the Celtics because it's a game of runs. It still is, despite poor officiating – Basketball will always be a game of runs, and the Raptors took advantage of that with their coaching and on the court play down the stretch. I mean, I will say this, though. You got to tip your hat to Kyle Lowry. I mean, he was very, very good. Yeah. I mean, I said, it seemed like it seemed like he couldn't miss a shot at all. Not to mention, too, that fadeaway he had on Kemba, I think that was the game-winning shot. That was an insane shot. I mean, I looked, I saw that, and I was like, great defense, Kemba. And now I was screaming, oh, somebody get the board, and then it went in. I was like... You got to tip your hat off. That was a good shot. I cannot stand Kyle Lowry. One of my least favorite players to watch. Just mm-hmm. as a rival and just as a player. I gained a new respect for Kyle Lowry this series. 
as a player. I don't respect how his tendencies on the court, his persona, like his attitude, but just like he's he's a leader at age 34, and just like his game just got get like taken to a whole other level since last year's playoff run. Um, I, to, I mean, real quick on Kyle Lowry though. I mean, I can't stand watching him because he's a fake player. Like you right, see him like I he gets clicked a little that. bit and he flops. But even too, I don't know if you guys saw with half a second left, the Celtics they were kind of walking towards the other end of the floor, like saying like, "Yeah, we completely lost. Like this is it." And Nick Nurse called a timeout, and Kyle Lowry was literally screaming at Nick Nurse. And he called a timeout to advance the ball up to half court so they could have, I don't know, more floor to work with, I guess. I mean, it was a questionable call, but Kyle Lowry was was very angry at him, literally screaming with him in the timeout, and even walking away at the end of the timeout was screaming at him. And then after the game on the like the little on-court post-game interview, he was started praising Nick Nurse, saying how good of a coach he was and how like he made all the good moves. And it's like, dude, you literally just like basically curse him out, and then you want to go on... Like, you know, the mic and be like, oh, I love Nick Nurse, such a good head coach. That's, and it's like, what are you doing? That's heat of the moment. That's that. That's nothing there. I don't think it's just a high He, did it, he did it from when he was – before the timeout was called and he was yelling for it all the way before the ball was inbounded. It was a dumb That's job. a long time. He does the same things with the refs, though. I'm surprised he doesn't get more technicals, but – I mean, like, people always say, like, oh, well, he's one of the players that, like, you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if he's not. But even if he was on the Celtics, I would I would hate him. I hate the way he plays. And you can say the same thing about Marcus Smart. Like, maybe he does that. But Marcus Smart at least has, like, he, Marcus Smart's different. Like, I don't know how to explain how different it is, but Marcus Smart reminds me more of, like, a KG, like, personal, like, you know, that type of, like, you know, like, Sona to him. And then, like, Kyle Larry just reminds me of a baby. And he just cries. And I don't see anything with that. Put it on a T-shirt. Kyle Lowry's a baby. <laughs> oh, man. I can't stand Kyle Lowry. I'm, I've always hated him before the series, but now this is just like... definitely made the right move, though, keeping him and not DeMar. J.D., you look like you're biting your tongue. I mean, I've never been a fan of Kyle Lowry, and I don't know, like, offensively, I know he's always been a threat. Every time we play him, he always has great games, but, like, I just never respect him for like the way he like carries himself. Like, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely not. I don't respect him in that regard, but like he's he's got he's got some of the clutch gene, and you can't deny that for anybody, no matter if you like him or not. Like, there's it's that level of respect on the court. Uh, as a fan, at least, I would just like because like I would never. If you asked me like a year ago, I would not be worried about Kyle Lowry at all. But like when he's on the court, when he's doing his thing, like this series, he's a problem. Like he's. He's had the, I think he's had the advantage over um, Kemba this offseason. Like he's 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 won that matchup for sure. Um, I definitely I definitely feel like he like reinvented himself as he got right. older. Like the yeah, thirty four year old, yeah, surgeons like a Chris Paul kind of thing. Like right, right, to a higher magnitude. Um. So let's like go ahead. Now we have we could talk about like everything that went wrong in that game for like ever. Nothing's gonna change it. No. What do we have to do for Game Seven? Well, before we talk about like that off-court scuffle, like with Smart, like getting in their faces, like yeah, that just that's got a light of fire under them easily. Like they're mad at the ref. Like you see, like Daniel Tice going to the ref's face. Not talking about it's like you know, random guy. Doesn't matter. Like, just going like clapping, like applauding, and like good job today. Like I don't know if you guys saw that at the buzzer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was you kind of missed that. Like that I love the scuffle. That had to lit a fire into this team. I mean, 
that scuffle, that I love that about Smart. He he got at it at the very end. I mean, he rightfully saw. He Marcus Marcus Saul literally shoved him, like I said earlier, and that's something too. You look at it and it's like Marcus Smart gets like that. I mean, like you said, it has to light some kind of spark under it. Uh, even earlier too, you saw uh, Jalen Brown, like Kyle Lowry. This is another reason why I hate Kyle Lowry is that, and why I said he was fake because you know he he hates you, hates you, hates you, and then he and then he falls and he was like once over like, oh come here, come here, I'll help you up, and then Jalen Brown completely ignored him, which I was like. If that was at the garden, I even put it in our text chat. I said if that was at the garden, it would have blew up. Like the garden would have went insane. Like this game in general would have made the garden go crazy. But that play alone, that early, would have blew it up. Right. Yeah. Like also, like we'll we'll go like the Jalen Brown like post game comments and ignore. Like you're saying like grown men should be able to contain themselves, especially coaches. Like they shouldn't be able to step on the floor. Like Jaden's Jaden Jalen's like the most like mentally headstrong players in the league. Like, when he can, like, tap into that, like, mindset, like, he's most, like, mature and, like, IQ-wise on and off the court. And that does matter in these kinds of, like, it's, it's like, separates the men from the boys. Like, that's what Jalen Brown's going to have to do this game seven. And I think he can do that. One also, another thing, in this season as a Celtic, I've never seen, I don't know if, how, like, specific you guys want to, like, dive into it, but I've never seen Kemba Walker have two bad games back-to-back. I've never yeah. seen. That happened. I think turn it on at Charlotte. You know, he wasn't. He's never made this far of a playoff run before. Like, but he he's never had two games like this back to back. He's turned around instantaneously, and that's something that if he just had double the amount of points as he had tonight instead of five, he had ten. That's a W. Little things like that. It's what I've been saying every show. If him, Brown, Tatum, if they're right, all three of them. That's a W. We saw that game five. We didn't see it tonight. It's just little things like that that takes this team to another level, kicks into another gear. It's just frustrating when they don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can harp about this all, you know, like Jared was saying. We can harp about this all we want, but it's not going to change anything. We got to got to move on to game seven. That's the next game. I believe it tips off at Friday. Late game two. I think the I think the pregame's at eight. What is that, 8.30 tip off? I mean, that's going to be prime time right that's there. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, 8.30 tip-off. later than that, bro. Is it? I mean, I'll look it up right now. Anyone wants to talk about the predictions for Game 7? I mean, I can start us off with a quick thought. What what time is that game at? The 9. So, I just looked it up. 9 p.m. start. So it is 9. So that shit will probably not even tip off till like, 9, 10, you think? According yeah, to Google, 10, it says to be determined. Well, I just looked on the NBA app, and it says 9. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's 9. Um, yeah, but game anyway. seven. That's like the I best two the- words in Boston. Game seven. Yeah, game seven. This is going to be crazy. But I will say this. I predicted this series would go seven originally. And we talked about Boston-Toronto. I said that the series would be a bar fight. Was I right, boys? I was right. Yeah. Right, there. right. You were right. I'm not an analyst. I don't know shit about basketball. I'm a fan and I have opinions on every team because I watch a lot of basketball. Anyways, one thing I'll say about Game 7 this series, I'm excited because I feel like every championship run has that series that goes 7 that makes character of that that team. Like, And this right here, this will be that series. 2008 Celtics went to a 7-game series, just saying, continue. They, they, they went, went to a 7-game series in like every series. Yeah, yeah. 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 A couple, bro. But and I just feel like this is gonna bring our our team together. Like it's a battle tested shit. Where, dude, tomorrow they're gonna wake up and they're gonna go to practice and they're just gonna be like, 
yo, I don't want to fucking leave the bubble. Like, we got to fucking ball out. But as our Toronto, like, I was in the military. In the military, when they break you down and they're training you, they're training you and they tell you right there, like, I joined in the time of war. I'm training to kill the enemy. Every single day, the enemy might be training harder to kill me. So that's pretty much what you're going into game seven. That's how I look at it. Both teams are going in their bag. I feel like Tatum and Brown, they should play the whole goddamn game, bro. Maybe give them a break in the in the third quarter or something. Let them breathe before a long run in the fourth. But, like, you got to go in your bag. I swear to God, game seven, like, the season's on the line. Not even that. The league is wide the fuck open. Whoever wins this game is going to the NBA Finals. You got to think. And I'm not downplaying Miami. That's going to be a whole... We could talk about them in a five-hour podcast. But Friday's game, I really hope that it doesn't come down to the referees. I just hope the better team wins. And the better team has been Boston. Boston has won by 22, 18, and 22 again. Like, all Toronto's wins, they won on a freak-ass shot. They won this controversial-ass game. And then game four, you could say whatever. I think that that game was over before it started because OG shot, like, swifted the momentum. But we still didn't get blown out in any game. Like, we're the fucking better team. Let me hear it, boys. Yeah, Calm gonna, down a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I said this uh, the other show, like, two days ago. We gave up those two games prior to tonight. But our defense is what kept it competitive. Like, game three was the fluke .5 shot, whatever. Game four was an atrocity. But we kept it competitive because our defense was great, like great, like good enough to help out when our offense wasn't there. Tonight was the same thing. Like our offense was cold through stretches. Like that third quarter, we 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 are not good in third quarters. I don't third know why. Quarters. Third quarters we are terrible. We cannot put it together. Um, that's where we blow most of our leads. We went from a twelve point lead to uh, seven. I think was our at the swing. Um. It's just frustrating that like those little things that just continue to happen over and over. We don't have an answer for. But tonight of all nights, we said it was going to be a bar fight. Tonight was a literal bar fight. It got really chippy at times. Like it was made for good basketball, but it got it got hostile on the court, uh, which is something you you miss in today's game. You miss that edge. You miss that. This is like that division rivalry that the Celtics and Philly wasn't this year. Like this is the rivalry, not Celtics Philly. It's Celtics Toronto. Um. So for to pull out game seven, it's like you said, it's, it's who wants it more. Uh, I think there's too many factors that point to a Celtics win. It's how we are with our backs against the wall. It's our defense has been superior throughout this whole series. It's just that our offense needs to play to that level, and that is just Kemba just showing up and playing halfway better than what he did today, or Tatum making a few extra shots, not playing too cute. Um, I think it's Brown being that mental animal on the court that he is, that we know he can be, that he was tonight, that we just didn't have. He just didn't have his help. And just smart making the Marcus smart plays that, he, that he's that piece that Toronto just doesn't have um, that will ultimately put this team over the edge. It's like, what's his purpose? Like, that you're going to see that in Game 7, I think. You're going to see why Marcus Smart makes this team a championship contender come Friday. I mean, I this is going to be – I mean, I said it from the start – before you go deep, I just want to say something like, I hope to God that game seven does not get decided like tonight's game. Because if we have to go into 
an offseason with this sour taste in our mouths that we have right now after this game, like, that would be horrific. Like, it's one thing that we know, yeah, shit, we got to play Friday for a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, like, imagine ending our season on a game like tonight. That is going to be a tough podcast to record. Right, but. Jake, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you out. I'm going to say something before you go, Jake. Like, we say how the Celtics have had all these, like, assets and pieces since they made the Car- uh, Garnett and um, Pierce trade in 2013. Like, they're seemingly playing for the future, like, every other year. Like, they keep adding pieces. They're like, oh, right, wait till next year. This isn't their year. Milwaukee's out. The Lakers and Clippers are vulnerable. The Rockets maybe aren't championship contender. The Nuggets are vulnerable. This is the year. This is the year that's it's in our hands. Like it's not like oh we're like we showed our young guys are capable of playing to like a high state like a deep championship run whatever like a deep playoff run. No, like this is it's not like the it's not like championship or bust. I'm not saying that, but like we're ready now. We're ready. We got nah, like the pack. They're ready. Like, the chance is now. Like, I don't know, like, why we're, like, still, like, looking at the future. Like, no, it's in our hands. Like, it could have been happening tonight. We could, oh, God, like, we're ready for it. And just, it's frustrating when things just don't fall our way that are out of our control, like the refs. Like, ugh, Jake, you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's a very good point. I mean, everyone keeps saying, oh, in a couple years, in a couple, no, it's now. You're 100% right. I mean, that's, like, green teamers mentality right there. Like, oh, we'll get them next year. Oh, we'll get them next time. No, it's going to happen now. But anyways, game seven. Now. Best two words you'll hear in Boston sports. The only thing that'll top it is Game 7 in Boston. All right. Game 7 is something that's just, like, it's the icing on the cake. Like, that's when real men come to play basketball, football, hockey. Like, whatever the game is, that's when it happens. And the the fact that we can't go there is kind of irritating a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would love to be there to see it. Right? But going down to the actual game itself, I expect the Celtics to come out. 100% guns blazing. I mean, we posted that video today of KG in Minnesota. He, he was talking about, like, yeah, I got a couple of Glocks or whatever. Like, I expect them to have that mentality, that dialed in, like, ready to play basketball and absolutely ready to put the dinosaurs away. Like, I'm sick of seeing this team do anything. I'm sick of it. I want them to come out 100%. Jalen Brown, like he said, mentally locked in. He needs to do his thing. Tatum needs to go for, like, 40. Kemba needs at least 20, and then everyone else, just do your own thing. Um... I mean, for the majority of tonight's game, really five guys played. Tice, Tice, Brown, Smart, Tatum, and Walker. Those are the five guys that played the majority of the game, right? So if those five guys can come out and play decent or even, like, halfway decent, you know, just play play your basketball. Don't play hero ball. Just do whatever you want, and you'll be fine. You'll win. So that's what I look at in Game 7. And, Corey, to your point, if we lose Game 7 like we did tonight, I'm going to be so mad because that's something where it's like, like, that's out of our control. Yeah, no matter what we could have done, done, like nothing like, could, nothing can change nothing. that. And it's down to the refs, and it's down, down to the NBA and the money thing. This goes like back in 2002 with the Kings and the Lakers and that conference finals. Like, I don't want that to be us. Celtics in seven. I said it in the beginning. I'll stick by it. This is a bar fight, like we've been saying. But I'm going Celtics in seven. I will say the odds are in our favor because it's only been the road. The road teams have won this series, and so if that seems to continue. Like we got that little little trump card, but um, imagine we had to go to Toronto for this game. Exactly. Would, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have been yeah, going. We would have been in Boston tonight. You kidding me? Toronto would have shit the bed. You're right, but I'm saying like if we would have had to go to Toronto for Game Seven, that shit would have been hard. We're yeah. like Celtics are literally America's team right now. Like this is to knock off Canada. Like you're, it's America versus Canada right now. Yo, come on! Like you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this. 
Actually, Kyle, you could talk first. Okay. Um, I doubted us against the 76ers, and I really thought they, after um, everything happened, that a couple games in, they'd come back and beat us. Uh, I learned my lesson when I did that. So as much as I want to doubt us after the momentum swing they had after game three, going into game four, I mean, it's definitely swinging their direction with the rest right now. I'm not going to. I'm going to say the Celtics do pull this game off because in 2018, when Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier went 3 of 21 from 3 and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown lost that game 7 against LeBron, they don't want that to happen again and have that sour feeling where, yeah, the Heat are a good team. I think I said it episode 1, don't sleep on the Heat, but I mean... You said, Jerry, there's a walk to the finals this year. So if we had to go, I think they would be super pissed losing, especially because we won the series tonight. I don't. Well, you got to think that you got to think that Toronto is thinking about the same thing as us, Kyle. I know. I don't think it's a walk to the finals. I think we're just saying it's wide open. Like it's it's win now for all these teams, just the Celtics. I definitely would take them over the heat. But I mean, the fact that Kemba got a stupid foul with two seconds left and didn't get called for it. I mean, that would have been the series right there. So I don't think they let two games go when they, you know, could have put the series away. So I really think that's it. They got it this game, even though it's going to be a tough game to win. Hey, Scott Foster, he's reffing game seven. He's another guy that he's not a big Celtics fan, whatever. I'm going to say this. Game seven Friday is on 9-11, September 11th. If Toronto beats Boston, that will be the second worst thing that ever happened on September 11th in this fucking country from another country. These Canadian motherfuckers can't beat us on Game 7 on September 11th. Not on my watch, bro. Fuck that shit. That would be, be a pretty weird thing to happen. Uh, game 7. I, I mean, like, I'm at a loss for this game because I'm mad. Like, I'm generally mad. Like, I try and, like, not get – come on and be pissed off and just start, like, starting my head off. But, I mean, like, seriously, I'm I'm mad about this game, right? Game 7, I'm at a loss word for us because I'm excited. This is the first Game 7 that I've been excited for since going to the TD Garden and seeing Jason Tatum dunk on LeBron James in the conference finals in, two, what is it, 2017, 18, whatever year that was. Like, I saw that live. I was there. I was in the suite. I saw it. And I was on cloud nine. And, like, I'm right there for this game. I mean, I wish I could go there. I wish I could be there, support the guys. But – you know, something's going to happen in this game seven that's going to be like, like we said earlier, that like, this is going to be something that marks this team in. Like, okay, yeah, when they won game seven, we knew they were going to get to the finals. So we knew that that was going to be a series. Either that or when it could get whacked by Miami. Imagine that. You got to sweep by Miami. Like Can you imagine? Old, I don't think Miami makes the finals. Miami and Boston is like the old days if it were to happen. Not the good old days because they weren't very, very good, but it's like yeah. the old days. <laughs> But I don't know. Celtics, it's going to be an interesting series to say the least. But um, like we always do at the end of the episodes after we talk about the Celtics, uh, let's take a, a look around the association. Uh, so last night, uh, Miami, they moved on to the conference finals. If you guys couldn't have already told, you know, we kind of talked about a lot. Um, Miami, I was shocked that they beat Milwaukee in five. Like that was, nobody saw that coming. I mean, I can't believe that shit happened. Giannis is out and. A lot of questions over in Milwaukee. Like, is he a buck next year? I think next he is year, only because yeah. he's not a free agent. Right, right. But like, does Milwaukee jump the gun? Well, actually, I'll say this. I'm not even gonna say 
um, about Giannis. I mean, there is the chance, but like, this is a like a hot take, what you want to call it, or a cold take. But is Budenholzer the coach next year? I mean, I think his, his job rotations are not team. very good at all. <laughs> they yeah. are not yeah. very fond of him. At no, all. I, I think I think his job is up in the air completely. And to answer the Giannis thing, I think that. Like, Milwaukee would be stupid to trade him. Like, he's said it over and over, like, he wants to stay there. Like, I feel like they could go deeper and mortgage, like, a lot more of their future and do a lot more things to surround him with better players, I feel like. Spin zone, so did Kyrie. All I know is, like, that team has not, like, blossomed to their full potential yet. Like, they, their fans and shit, like, they might be coming – impatient whatever but like they need other players like those two guys they have are not good enough no way chris milton's good against the celtics he has <laughs> solid he nights but he's not, a sec- he's not a second guy he's a third guy if that not at all you're right you know they need their what i think is they're gonna pursue chris paul that's what they've been linked to since yeah they need a point guard they'll like do if, I mean, I'm, if I'm like a Bucks hater, like I would want them to get him because I feel like he's like has little left in his tank. Like, yeah, he's gonna be in the league for two more years, but uh. like Philly's linked to Chris Paul too. Like, I'm not want to get sidetracked, but like if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm begging the Sixers like give up Simmons for Chris Paul. I'm begging for that to happen. Want to trade? Uh, they're going to have to try to trade Al Horford this year, and they're going to have to pay up. Like, They're going to have to give one of their good young players to get rid of him. And it's weird. Yeah, either that or Tobias Harris needs to go. One of those two Bro, guys. That's why we're going to have a crazy-ass offseason on this podcast, so everybody that's listening at home should definitely like subscribe on YouTube. We're obviously throwing every episode on YouTube. 